complaining But I grind dirtier than my demeanor Can't apologize for changing up the scene Guess I got that golden touch, Maradona, Argentina City boys, day boys for the nightlife Blair, or BD, what up, man? <laughs> oh, self-correction, well done. Good, how are you? Uh, not bad, not bad. I, I mean, I'm I'm not being threatened by large flames in my country. I mean, metaphorical ones, but not to the literal extent. To, I don't know, I'd still rather have uh, my state or province on fire than what you're going through right now, but uh, whatever. That might be uh, <laughs> I, Joel, Joel's lovely wife messaged me on Facebook, she's like, She's like, dude, your state is on fire. And I had to be like, province. My province is on fire. <laughs> I wonder how many people actually know what we're talking about. Anyway, um, so a lot of people got fired. No, well, that, that did happen. And, and some people who should be fired are still employed with the company. Yeah. So why don't we do that first? That sounds like fun to me. Yeah, definitely. Uh, let's go through these releases and uh, see if we have any thoughts on any of these. Um, Santino Morella. I legitimately had no idea uh, he was still employed. I figured that he had like a side contract, like because um, he showed up once in a while. Yeah. But yeah. I didn't think he was like on, on a regular payroll with the company by any means. Yeah, so um, Santino was an all right little side comedy gimmick, but I, I, I never really found it super entertaining. No, not yeah. at Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> they, don't, they don't do humor very well, so that's not no. necessarily a shot at him, but whatever. Um, Cameron, I legitimately uh, had no idea who this was. Um, were you familiar with Cameron? Yeah, just, um, just because I'm, I'm a big Naomi fan. Naomi so, and Cameron, they were a yeah. team, right? Yeah, they were the uh, Funkadactyls. Um, That's right. She's horrible in the ring. Is she rough? Yeah, she's really bad. Interesting. Um, like, <sighs> Summer Rae is a little better than her. If that's okay. Any that's wow. Okay. Okay. So she will not necessarily be missed. No, but um, she, I don't she, know. Before, I'll I, oh, go ahead. No, I, I, I think you were going to bring up the same thing. I was just going to the. The little manifesto that she had. Yeah, the. Fun. I don't know who uh, who told wrestlers about Tumblr recently, because we're getting onto that. We're, we're we're doing that Ryback one. I don't give a fuck. Oh my. God. Uh, but <laughs> like, so she wrote that. She's actually a fairly concise writer. Yeah. Um, were you? Is that what you were going to mention? Well, I was going to say she's a uh, she's very well spoken. Uh, she's very uh, well read. She's a she's a smart person, but. You know, right? God, that her career, her wrestling career, did not, um, it just it, it did not match up to that particular send off that she gave herself. It's it just yeah. It was I don't know who would want to read that much. I'm about her wrestling career. It just it was just horrible. I I, I mean I, I read about two paragraphs in and then like I skimmed all the way down and I was like. Holy crap! I hope Woodrow just copy and pasted this because I can't imagine yeah. writing all that out. Yeah. Well, I think you commented this is longer than Flair's uh, Hall induction, <laughs> Flair's Hall of Fame induction speech for Sting. Yeah, exactly. Which which had like three mentions of Sting in forty minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay. So no, 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 nothing interesting from Cameron. I, I I was gonna for most of these I was gonna ask like what's the best person you've ever what's the best thing you've ever seen this person do. Um, I, I don't remember her existing, so I, I can't come up with anything. Um, so other than now that you mentioned that she was a Funkadactyl, I kind of remember it, but I couldn't pick her out of a lineup. So whatever. Um, Hornswoggle, 
I I mean, what do you say? Not a wrestler. Um, Did we just touch on Hornswoggle? What's no? We touched on Cameron. I thought before that you you brought up Hornswoggle, didn't you? No, I brought up Santino Morella. Santino Morella, my mistake. Oh, see, is this there, is so. There's people. Wow. <laughs> the interchangeability of the people. Oof. I apologize. Uh, go ahead, Hornswoggle. Well, Hornswoggle is interesting in that he was a little bit like Santino in that he was almost a mascot. Um, I don't. Do you remember when Hornswoggle started? Um, Do you remember? Wasn't it with Finley that he started? Yeah, and he w- he was called the Little Bastard. Yes, that's um, right. Which because... obviously had to be recanted or retconned um, because yes. WWE was trying to go in a PG direction. Yes, and then they made him a literal bastard as he was Vince McMahon's son. Yeah, exactly. I think that was the entirety of that. Like the uh, <laughs> the entire Vince McMahon's son angle was just to bring that. Uh, Hornswoggle moniker to some type of legitimacy. <laughs> I, well, and I, I, I like, I know, and, and like, and then it was like the, the the Vince McMahon son thing was such a strange thing because it was like, well, who's, oh my God, who's his kid? Mm-hmm. And then it ended up being Hornswoggle and it's like, what? But it well, was the same thing with that anonymous Raw GM thing. It's like, well, we don't know exactly who we're going to, I just, 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 just send the hornswoggle out there, out there, you know. Like, yeah, he was like their failsafe. To be fair, though, I mean, it wasn't that much worse than the alternative of Mr. Kennedy. No, no, <laughs> it was better than Mr. Kennedy. Yeah, it was I'll definitely. Than that. Say it was he was also a better wrestler than Mr. Kennedy. Yeah. Um, uh, memorable, uh, memorable hornswoggle moments. I would say it would be either there was one where he looked really sad. Like, you know, when the big show cries, nobody gets sad for him. Mm-hmm. But every once in a while, when, like, a cute character on wrestling gets sad, you get sad for them. Mm-hmm. I remember I remember it was like a Raw anniversary show or something like that, where all Hornswoggle wanted. It was the sweetest thing ever. And sweet things don't happen in wrestling. Um, all Hornswoggle wanted was a picture with his dad. And then I don't even remember. DX came out and were their annoying uh, drive-home radio, FM radio DJ asshole clown shtick that they were doing at the time and they they of course they've just pissed vince off and vince left and hornswoggle <laughs> just looked so, so sad he just wanted a picture with vince and it was like the saddest thing ever um i remember not being out of wrestling for a while and then watching and it was another one of it might have been the same one it might have been a different one uh the dx reunion and I hadn't watched in a while and I hadn't kept up in it. And then I turned it on and like Hornswoggle's coming out with DX. Like they just decked him out in DX gear. And all of a sudden he's just like in DX. And I'm like, well, that's strange. Wow. <laughs> I don't remember how it happened. I still have no idea how it happened. Do you remember that? I just remember um, he was pedigreed by Triple H. And right. it was somehow a face move. I don't know. I mean, oh, is... after after he was done with the X, they pedigreed him. Uh huh. That's upsetting to me. Yeah. Um, I actually didn't mind. <laughs> I don't know how this is going to be perceived, but I actually didn't mind watching Hornswoggle. He really owned that little character, though, didn't he? Mm-hmm. I mean, he did. <laughs> he, he very much did. You would have thought that after Finley was gone, that well, they're probably just going to get rid of the little dude, but they didn't. They just kept him and had him do random stuff. <laughs> All right. Uh, no memorable hornswoggle moments for you, Q. Come on. Uh, 
Nothing? You know, it's funny you say Santino Marilla and, um, and Hornswoggle were, were mascots when they were really, like, really shitty stereotypes. Oh, absolutely. I mean, like, and, and it makes sense that they were mascots. Like, completely makes sense. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, like, Hornswoggle. Oh, there was that one Royal Rumble where he and Cena were eliminating people, and I just looked at that <laughs> and I said... I mean, they were they were literally eliminating like I think I think uh, Hornswoggle eliminated Tyson Kidd. Yeah, I remember and this. I looked at this and I looked at Cena and Hornswoggle in the ring, and I was like, "That those two are who Vince wants at the top of the company. Vince McMahon wants those two <laughs> at the top of the company always." Yeah, and they should have had. And Joel always does that thing where it's like, "This is the perfect time for Cena to turn heel." <laughs> <laughs> if he would have just dumped Hornswoggle. Mm-hmm. Or or even better, if Hornswoggle just kicked him right in the balls <laughs> and just thrown Cena out of the Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. I remember I remember that exact same moment you're mentioning and thinking, there's only one good ending to this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's never gonna happen. Uh, oh, farewell, Hornswoggle. Okay, uh Alex Riley. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> I remember seeing a lot of people were into Alex Riley. Somewhere when, around the time I think he started feuding with The Miz. But mm-hmm. I never really got into him. He had cool music for a while. That's kind of the neatest thing I can think of to say about him. Mm-hmm. I, I know he'd also, in, like, and then he kind of disappeared for a while. And then I know in recent years he'd been back on NXT. Um, and people started talking about him then, too. Was there anything worth, like, an Alex Riley match that ever stuck out to you? Were you ever into him for any period of time? or? Uh... Okay. <laughs> I, that mean, was easy. I, I mean, it was just, no. Well, that's the interesting thing about these releases is there's not too many, um, there's not too many of them that would be like, oh, they could have done more. They could have done more. Now, some people oh. seem to think that a lot of them could have, but we'll, we'll save those ones. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Alex Riley, I'm, I'm with you. I have no emotional investment there. Mm-hmm. Um, I never saw anything with him that I would care to repeat watching. I mean, here, his last uh, televised match is against Shinsuke Nakamura. So, I mean, that's something. Yeah, okay. Um, of the last four we've... Of the, of the four that we've done so far, Alex Riley would be the most likely to end up in TNA. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Presuming TNA can even afford him. Uh, El Torito, is this the thing that was out with the Matadors? Um, was this the, the other little person? Did they fire both their little people on I the think same they day? Did, yeah. They did. They fucking did that, didn't they? All right. Uh, yeah, that's the little thing that came out with Lost Matadors, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, I just wanted to make sure because I remember that they they were like doing like some weird pizza roll thing, and I think that was also called a Torito. So I thought maybe they just had a mascot for the pizza rolls and just fired that. I'm not sure. Um, this was weird and offensive, much along the same lines as Hornswoggle and Santino. I can't imagine you have a great El Torito memory you'd like to share uh, that will bring a tear to everybody's eye. <laughs> um, what is your most emotional memory of El Torito, Q? Uh, <laughs> I liked I liked the, uh, contrary to what the Classy Boys, or how they feel, I kind of liked his and the Los Matadors uh, theme music. No, okay. I mean, that much. You, I mean, we're really stretching for some yeah, of these. Yeah, I mean, this is... 
I know it's like a who's it, it's a couple people that you don't necessarily need to see them go, mm-hmm. but there's also no investment in keeping them. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, this is a weird one to me, Zeb Coulter. Um, I don't understand firing. It's like when they fired Teddy. Who fires Teddy Long? Like, has Teddy Teddy Long's been around since the '90s? Like, even just to throw him on TV. You know, even just to have, he doesn't need to be on there all the time. But, you know, those legends things that they do, like Zeb Coulter was Dutch Mantel. He'd been around for a long time. Yeah. Like, you can't possibly have been paying him much anyway. He's a non, he's a non-active performer. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, it's, uh, he's, um, well, the, I think the reason why Teddy Long was um, let go was probably because he's, um, He's kind of I don't I don't know if he had a whole lot of pull or input creatively. Right. I think if you have um, some uh, some input creatively, then they'll keep you on. I think he was basically just there to um, play the play Teddy Long on occasion whenever they needed somebody to fill that authoritative role. Well, he was on TV every week back for a long time. Oh yeah, I think, I think he did. He did SmackDown for probably he was in power longer than anybody. In, in kayfabe power longer than most people ever are. Um, the, yeah, I will say this about Zeb as goddamn ridiculous as that tea party thing was. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there's many better actors in WWE than, than him. Mm-hmm. He, he, I, I thought he pulled that off perfectly. Like to imagine some completely just ass backwards tea party guy, mm-hmm. Zeb played that like a million bucks. Yeah, no? that's true. No, no. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, fair enough. Um, oh, and I, I didn't mind the little scooter. I thought it was neat. Having him with Alberto De Rio is seven different kinds of stupid. Oh, I but... think that's probably what the final nail in his uh, his coffin. Um, well, whose whose idea was that? Honestly, how did that how how'd that happen? I'm sure it was neither his nor um, Del Rio's idea. But <laughs> I mean, I find it funny that he. Uh, that culture was released and not Swagger. Was Swagger released? Swagger was not released. Yeah, that was going to be a, a thing I wanted to do later. Like, who's still there that you can picture that, that you can picture going? Because the rumor is is that they're planning on a bunch more after the pay per view. Mm-hmm. Um, so when is that pay per view anyway? Um, it's not next next Sunday. It's next Sunday. Yeah. It's it's pretty right. soon. I know it was three weeks after. Um, Just three weeks. Yeah, because they announced the main event on the last pay per view. Yeah, they did. Like, they we did don't have that, any time they? to to build to this, so just mention it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, yeah, I think that there probably was something Zeb could have done. Like Zeb, as as annoying as Swagger was, and mm-hmm. never any kind of over, um, Zeb was very good for him. He gave him a personality that Swagger wouldn't have otherwise had. Like Swagger wouldn't have been able to pull anything off on his own. You know, so I think if you put him with somebody who needs like a big mouthpiece or something like that, I thought I think Zeb is perfectly suited, like the old school manager guy. Yeah. I think that still works in today's era if they don't overuse it. And Zeb is right up there, you know, like Bobby Heenan and Jimmy Hart are pretty legendary, so I don't know if I'd put him up there with those guys, but I wouldn't put him far off either, you know. I mean he's pretty close to Paul Heyman, I'd say. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, okay. Uh Oh, this is going to be an interesting one. Damien Sandow. I'm going to let you go on this one. No, well, I mean, I always thought that he had some uh, 
I saw he had some potential. I just never really found him to be like. I know people really considered him the second coming of something or other, but like I yeah. think they they always um, they gave this type of this uh, type of accolade to um, anyone who seemed like somewhat legitimately talented. Yeah, and Sandow happened to be um, in that particular field. Um, I don't think he was that much better than Barrett or uh, mm. or Cody. Um, yeah, I, I think he was better than them, but I think you're right. I don't think I don't. I never thought he was much better. Yeah. No, like, he, he was definitely better than them. I, I enjoyed Sandow matches on on more than just a few occasions. The problem is it wasn't really like anything stand out. Um, I know he kind of fell into that um, Mizdow gimmick. And yeah. I'm glad that that worked for him because it was entertaining, uh, at least for some. For a bit, yeah. But <laughs> yeah. like, there was really nothing that um, I, I liked his interviews, like his uh, shoot interviews, just his normal. Um, yeah, he was. He's a pretty. He seemed like a pretty funny guy. Um, but again, so did Wade Barrett, and so does Sheamus. So I don't know how much that <laughs> really goes for, um, you know, speaking to his wrestling credentials. But again, you know, will he be? It, it does. It's, are there people who deserve to be let go more than Sandow? Yes. Yes. No question. Is yes, he going, absolutely. Is he really going to be missed? Not really. He and we've talked about it before. In like, I think there's one of the most interesting things in WWE right now is with the talent that they're bringing in and with the talent that they have. Mm-hmm. There's guys that they've had for such a long time, like Sheamus and Ryback and stuff, that fall by the wayside. Mm-hmm. Sando to Sando almost was like the last of that those guys that came in, and I think you're right with what you said earlier. He basically was, you know, well, he's better than a lot of these guys, you know, like he's better than, you know, he's better than than Sheamus, and you know, so people sort of get behind that, and that's not an unfair statement because he is better than Sheamus, but it, it's. Again, I I think timing, you know, if he'd come in five years prior, I think he probably would have been a lot higher up because he wouldn't have had such good wrestlers on the on the card to compete with. But now Mm -hmm. I think they've kind of figured out ring ability and mic skills slash character skills slash whatever are not mutually exclusive. You can have both. Yeah. So too bad for him. Uh, Bad timing. Um, I also thought he was. He he was he, he definitely more passable than some of the other uh, waste of time that we've mentioned. Um, mm. Definitely thought he was better on the mic um, on a regular basis than any of those other guys. Um, like Barrett was good for like a very short period of time, mm-hmm. and you know what I mean. Like I thought Sandow was pretty good on the mic pretty much all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, they gave Sandow a Money in the Bank briefcase. You ask somebody in three years, they're not going to remember that that happened. Yeah, that's true. It's, and uh, that match with Cena, I actually remember that somewhat fondly as one of those ones that, like, it wasn't great, but given who was involved, it was better than you thought it was going to be. No, I hated um, that match. Did you, well, I hated it because of the way Cena won, but, yeah. like, Sando did quite well in that match. Yeah, I mean, he was fine, but, like, it just it didn't mean anything, honestly. It just... No. I mean, it... It was. Uh, it, it meant something in the way that they pretty much only did it to fuck him over. Yeah, basically. Like they did. They they like we need to get the briefcase off this guy. What were we thinking? 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I mean? And I don't know what they were thinking, and I understand why they wanted to get the briefcase off him. But, I mean, it's John Cena. Anyway, so, I don't know. Sandow, I will say this. Of the people released mm-hmm. that may ever be able to come back or who I wish good things for, mm-hmm. um, Sandow is really the only one. Yeah. Because I, I feel like he, I feel like he had more potential than the other ones that got let go. Yeah, let him go to Japan and you know, or Ring of Honor or something, and watch him come back as a like as one of those NXT potential. Like, give him a year. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like he he has the potential to learn. Yeah. Um, very much like Luke Gallows did, or Doc Gallows. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, I agree, hundred percent. I I also another interesting thing is he was one of the last guys that I remember coming in with like vignettes mm-hmm. and like, not that it's never done anymore, but it's never done like three weeks of vignettes. And then here we are like with Brodus clay or yeah. Ryback. I remember getting those. He came in with the vignettes. So people loved him before they ever, like people got behind him before they'd ever seen a match. Yeah. And I just, I never really understood that. You don't really see that done anymore other than the colognes inviting us to go to wherever Puerto Rico, uh, Puerto Rico. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Okay, so yeah, Sando. Okay, uh, this will be a fun one. Mm-hmm. Wade Barrett is gone. Mm-hmm. Now, before we get into this one, I'm just going to ask: Did he have? Was there any incidents that he had where it seemed like he was in trouble, or he uh, had like a fight with the company or anything like that? Was there anything ever like that with Barrett? Because I don't remember there being anything. I don't either. I think um, he was actually just waiting for his contract to run. I don't think he was happy with his position in the company. And to be completely honest, I don't blame him. Um, he was never really that talented. Um, no. I, I like that he finally, like, I liked his finisher recently, you know, when he started kind of stopped twirling and just hit Stop doing the Disney, the yeah. ice capades finisher. Yeah, he just hit him with the fucking elbow, which was great. I mean, I like that finisher a lot, actually, because, you know, yep. it's a good impact finisher. But other than that, you know, he wasn't that great in the ring. Um, but like to be in Barrett's shoes, like basically to push him to the moon as soon as he hit the main roster and then just, yeah. And then that's it. Like they just dropped him. Like he just never recovered. Um, well, did they drop him though? Because I remember him like not recently, mm -hmm. but I remember after that him getting a pretty prominent singles push when he came back with that bare knuckle brawler bullshit that they had him do like not that that's i'm not trying to say that that's like ooh, that's the greatest gimmick ever but like they had him straight up beat orton and be a main eventer and it just never i never thought barrett was any good that's my that's my main problem with barrett i i just never mm-hmm. there was ne- can you name a good barrett match no <laughs> that's the thing like um, I, I i i always knew like his first, they didn't do great with him in terms of gimmick, except for the one. Mm-hmm. But I don't think he, you know, in a day where, in a day and age where gimmicks are not necessarily as prevalent, like talent does shine through. People always talked about WWE pulling the rug out from under Barrett. I don't think you could have, like, I know jump starts to guys' careers where you launch him onto the main roster and put him into a feud with Cena and he loses mm-hmm. is not necessarily setting you up for success, but. I don't know. He had a few runs there, like mid-card and upper mid-card, that just never really led to anywhere. I don't think they really pulled the rung out from under him so bad. Well, the case the case here, I'll make a case um, 
for both sides uh, because I do I, I, I do legitimately feel this way. Um, I think Barrett, look, I don't necessarily like him. Uh, like, I don't think he's anything that great. It's not that I don't like him. It's just, you know, he's, he's like, meh, whatever, you know. But, um, right. you know, I will say that he had a following behind him pretty much just like Cody does. Where, yeah. you know, I might not get it, but I can definitely, I can't deny that he has, he has a following. Um, right, okay. And, if, and he was over. Like, he was definitely over. Um, especially, well, I mean, to some extent, he was over. I'm not trying to say he was over to the moon or anything like that. And not, not over to anyone who is out in the roster now. But, like... He was over to ba- as bad news. I'll definitely He was over that. as bad news. But even before that, with the Nexus, he was actually... Like, the way that they put booked that gimmick originally, like, they had him over. And the problem with that was how they booked it in SummerSlam, which is actually now known, and you can ask Cena, Edge, and Jericho about this as well. They'll say the same thing. Uh, one of the worst booked main events um, in history as far as long-term booking. Um, now, which one? Was, it, was this the Daniel Bryan return one? Yeah, and now, again, short-term booking Daniel Bryan coming back was great, but that the way that that match was set up where Cena gets DDT'd on the concrete and then just comes back and like eliminates three guys uh, completely <laughs> ruined um, Nexus completely like that, that that whole push was gone like um, and I think that definitely hurt Barrett's credibility um, but at the same time do I think that he would ever have a main event career like a long-lasting one no um, I think he might have had a decent, a better mid-card run than he did have. But at the same time, they they virtually are doing, have done the same thing um, with Kevin Owens that they have done with Barrett in the past, where uh, Owens is pushed to the main event right away, and then he just, he might have beat Cena, but then he lost to Cena like two or three times in a row right after that. But Owens is still over. And Owens yeah. is still in the main event, so there is a, I mean, there is a case to be made that maybe Barrett could have been used better, but is he going to really be missed that much? I doubt it. Um, I, w- I, I just to, to 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 show that I'm not only just going to dump on a guy that got fired because I think he sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say one thing about Barrett: um, giving guys that King of the Ring gimmick mm-hmm. doesn't help them. No. Not it hasn't helped anyone since fucking Awesome. Well, never. <laughs> well, but yeah, but even with it, King of the Ring wasn't a gimmick for him. I think that King of the Ring as a tournament, having somebody win it, mm. can absolutely help their career uh, if they want to just run it like that. But yeah. that doesn't mean you turn you you put a fucking robe on him. Well, that that has it. Oh, be, uh, Booker. Thank Booker you. T. Yeah, I was gonna say. Booker. I think Booker T. is the only uh, the the most recent one. But no, and he, Sheamus didn't work. But um, if you had asked somebody beforehand, we're going to make Booker T act like royalty, a mm-hmm. character who is already extremely over Booker T, by the way, mm-hmm. um, we're going to make him, we're going to put a crown on him. I mean, that was the exception, not the rule, because Booker owned that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, they should put, do the King of the Ring tournament, do it all day long. But uh, that fucking King gimmick, man, don't do that shit. Yeah. All right. Anything else on Wade Barrett? Um, no, I mean, unless you do. All right. I got nothing. Um, so since then, we have apparently also gotten uh, Christian as a release mm-hmm. of an active talent. Now, this is a weird one uh, because he hadn't wrestled in a couple of years, mm-hmm. I guess. 
Uh, and apparently that's due to concussions. And I think he's still employed, just not as an active performer. Because mm-hmm. I think he's still going to do that god-awful show for as long as that lasts. Um, on the network with Edge, assuming they haven't canceled that yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so Christian, I don't know if we've ever tackled Christian on this show. So what are your thoughts on Christian? Um, we'll, we'll probably never get a chance to talk about him again. <laughs> yeah, this is true. I liked Christian. I liked... Um... I liked his, uh, I guess his early 2000 or mid 2000 heel run before he left for TNA. Yeah. Um, I like that actually. He was really funny to me. I don't know why. Uh, I agree with you. I agree. I mean, he was, he was always good in the ring. He was, he was never great, but he was good. Um, he could hold his own. I mean, especially the, the thing about that era is mm-hmm. I agree with you. Like he wasn't great. He was okay. He could hold his own. But if you look back at that era mm-hmm. and guys that they were going with, um, he was actually probably one of the better ones. Oh yeah. You know and, what I mean? Like Cena, Batista, Orton, yeah. you know, Christian may not be great, but he's better than them. And, and let's be real. Um, Christian's never, never had the potential of an AJ Styles or a Daniel yeah. Bryan, but he pulled out like, great matches, great matches out of Randy Orton. And that is very difficult to yeah. do. Um, yeah, I, I was not, a, even knowing Christian's talent level, I still wasn't expecting those matches to be as good mm-hmm. as they were. Not at all. So, um, I have, a, I have a, a Christian memory. It was back right around the time, I think it was like a right around the time people started booing the ever-loving shit out of Cena. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a show in Calgary where I live. And... Uh, Christian has the Canadian thing going for him. So obviously he got a lot of uh, home country support Mm -hmm. just when his music hit. Um, (laughs) And then he came out, he didn't wrestle a match and the crowd just went absolutely nuts. He cut this promo on Cena, but the weird thing about it is he didn't even have like a pay-per-view match or even a scheduled match against Cena coming. He was just kind of coming out and insulting him Mm -hmm. and he was supposed to be a heel Mm-hmm. but it was one of the only people, it was one of the first people that, and I don't even know if people will remember it, but it definitely happened. It was only for like a good month there. He would come out and he would make fun of John Cena. It was right around the time Cena came out with his CD. Oh. And, and so he's just like, I remember his finishing line or whatever. He's just like, the crowd was already insanely behind him. And then he goes, uh, he's like, Mr. Hustle, loyalty and respect. With his STFU, he couldn't make me tap out, even if he made me listen to his lame-ass CD. And the place just went fucking crazy. Like, it was right up there with that one time The Rock was doing the concert, and he was talking about the Lakers beating the Kings, and the place just went ape shit. It was hilarious. And he never got his match against Cena, Mm -hmm. presumably because they They would have moved the hell out of him. They they, they didn't want that, and shortly Mm -hmm. after that, Christian was gone to TNA. Mm Mm-hmm. Did you ever see any of Christian's TNA run? I, I have, actually. That was a time when I was watching uh, TNA more than I have had uh, watched it uh, prior or uh, after. Um, yeah. As Christian Cage. He was actually pretty damn amazing um, at TNA. Like, his main events were actually a lot of fun to watch. Um, obviously, well, he... they weren't technical masterpieces, but they were a lot of fun to watch. Well, and they seem to book, I think, you know, to give TNA credit for once in their lives, they've never really booked much better than WWE, but they booked Christian. If you're going to book Christian as a main eventer, it's absolutely, they, it was like 
they took the direction WWE could have gone with him, the direction that everybody was liking, but they actually just did it. Um, the interesting thing to me about Christian and TNA was if you look at him in WWE, he's one of the better in-ring performers, but TNA's roster destroyed WWE's back then. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean they put on better shows. Mm -hmm. uh, they could have, but they didn't. But, you know, Christian going to TNA is like, well, he's going to get destroyed there. AJ, Joe, at least 10 other people there are all way better than Christian. Mm -hmm. Um, and yet, for some reason, they managed between a combination of booking and Christian's just ability, they they managed to pull it off really well. Mm -hmm. So I, I actually think Christian's TNA run, you know, maybe other than his stuff with Edge, um, were probably the best part of his career. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Okay. Um, I think that's it for the official releases, but we can get into some that might come. Um, Adam Rose has... Uh, <laughs> beat the shit out of his girlfriend apparently i guess i don't really know i've only somewhat been following it i don't really give a shit about adam rose yeah but he, um, he doesn't need a job with this company i mean like if you're really if you're yeah. gonna, if you're gonna let hogan go um and rightfully so mind you um yep. if you're gonna let hogan go for the uh the racist and homophobic crap that he said um this is definitely a reason to let adam rose go like this yeah there's no reason to keep him at all well absolutely not and especially when they were probably gonna get rid of him anyway yeah you know um taking the re his, his recent problem out of the equation just for the moment um how did you find adam rose as a wrestler not good he's yeah. one of the he's one of the few wrestlers that um came out of nxt where i just did not understand his hype yeah like he just he didn't fit with any of the other nxt wrestlers that were coming out I didn't find him horrible, mm -hmm. uh, but I definitely agree. I, I don't think that he was very good either. You know, like I, I don't remember. Uh, I think he was definitely could have been used better than he was on the main roster. Like, mm -hmm. I don't think he was really showcased properly, but even if he was, I, it, 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 he'd, he'd be like the Sandow. Uh, yeah, basically. You know what I mean? Like, are there, are there better people you could have released? Yeah, probably. But this guy makes perfect sense too. Yeah, so, 100%. Yeah. So no emotional investment in Adam Rose. Um, okay. Uh, and then Ryback. This is an interesting uh, thing. Why has this not happened earlier? Like, why, well, why hasn't he been released earlier? Did you read this thing that he wrote? Yeah, I mean... You tried to read it. It was I did, pretty poorly I did, written. and I tried to wrap my head around it. I've, um, I've listened to other people talk about it and try... And, and listen to them try to wrap their head around it. Um, and it just doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> I don't I mean, like, like to assume that wrestlers are dumb just because they play dumb characters. Mm -hmm. But this is about as dumb as I would have imagined. Like, like let, let me hear your thoughts on this, Blair, and then I'll go into mine. Well, okay. <laughs> We'll get into his like, per, like we'll get into his like career and his performance after the fact. Mm -hmm. uh, but okay, for starters, um, you know this is a major strain in my life. All I ever wanted to do was work for WWE. Uh, okay, that 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 that's fine. I can I can understand that, um, and I can understand frust being frustrated about your pay. Mm -hmm even though, and this is what we'll get into later, that I don't think there's really a whole lot that you could have done to just, that you did to justify higher pay. Mm -hmm. But 
this whole thing of wrestlers should be treated equally, uh, pay scale wise. Yes, they're all going out there and doing the same job, but I don't know. How far do you take that logic? Let's, I think the highest paid rest, like regular performer on the roster right now is Seth Rollins. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's making like half a mil a year or something like that, mm-hmm. which is fine. It's pr- probably pretty good, you know, especially given that Seth Rollins is probably moving at least a modest amount of merchandise, which is impressive as a heel. Yeah, definitely. So his basic proposal is to what? Give everyone a raise to 500 grand? Well, what he thinks is, like, you should pay, um, like, whoever you're in a feud with or what, whoever you're in a match with, um, let's say at a pay-per-view, um, yeah. both people should be paid the same amount. But they're not getting – I mean, I guess, I, I guess maybe what's lacking from his poorly mm-hmm. written post is context because they're not paying them when they get out of the ring. Their salary is negotiated when they sign their contract. So is it maybe a piece of that pay-per-view money that they think they should get? I think he just wants to get paid as much as whoever the hell he's wrestling. The problem with this is, like, I've, I've, I've listened to other people talk about this, and the one person, and I hate to admit this, but Jim Ross made the most sense about this. And <laughs> I know, like, obviously, JR and I... Um, Your old friend. Oh, you know, yeah. My, I mean, I've had issues with a lot of what JR says, especially when it comes to, like... Um, training and shit where he kind of condones really like negative speech like not not like not like negative reinforcement but like he condones like racial and homophobic behavior in the in the gym when it comes to um training these guys and i'm I'm not really for that but you know i think you can definitely be a dick while in the gym and motivate people without doing that but whatever <laughs> absolutely um, yeah but um the uh jr made a good point about this where he said um Win, winners and losers when it comes to pay grade didn't matter even when he was a promoter and it definitely doesn't matter now what matters is how over you are with the crowd and how many people are coming to see you wrestle um, yeah i think ryback didn't get that like sin cara or sorry not sin cara Kalisto, um very much sells the merchandise like yeah with the kids particularly like a surprising, a surprising amount more yeah. than I would have thought he would have sold. And that's not a knock at him. Cause I think he's great, but he's yeah. not your traditional merchandise mover either. No, I mean, he's definitely not like a John Cena type of guy, but like people, kids love him and, uh, you know, adults love him too. Honestly, like he's, he's great in the ring. He's a lot of fun to watch. Um, he's definitely yeah. better than, uh, Sin Cara. Uh, <laughs> um, yes. so I think like, that's what a lot of that, uh, animosity comes from as far as from Ryback um but unfortunately for Ryback I mean people don't go to these shows for Ryback they just don't he doesn't put asses in the seats like uh somebody like Kevin Owens puts asses in seats somebody like AJ Styles puts asses in seats even people like John Cena who like you know everybody can like even myself included can criticize him uh all day long about you know his wrestling and, and how he's booked but he puts asses in seats like I don't think anybody's going to say, well, Cena does, shouldn't get paid how much he's getting paid. Because he's definitely, yeah. like, he's doing the work, he, and he's bringing in people. Um, he's selling merchandise. Um, yep. But Ryback can't make that fucking, like, argument. He, it just doesn't make any sense. So, like, him to, for him to bring that up, he, it's like he's seeing things on a very, like, flat level, like, 
he, he's very much seeing things in a, in, in a grayscale, but there are a lot of colors to this. Like, there are, there are, there's a lot of context, like you said, that he's missing, just, I think, just in his overall thinking about this. Yeah. You know, and I think a lot of that has, like, I, a lot of that is the effect of um, Ryback being over, made, he was fairly over with, because of a catchphrase. Um, well, and, and people always knock Brian for that. These well, these people that these people that frequent Pulse they mm-hmm. constantly I never heard that about Ryback but it was actually mm-hmm. true uh, a little bit true about Ryback maybe it's not fair to say it's completely true but I would at least a little bit true no, Brian he, was over well before his catchphrase yeah I mean like Ryback was over because of his catchphrase like it fed his music his entire character was based off of it like yeah. it was that catchphrase. Um, and and that's the point. Like when when people speak about Daniel Bryan being over because the catchphrase didn't like personify Bryan. Bri- uh, excuse me, Bryan personified the catchphrase. Um, yeah. Whereas in Ryback, the catchphrase personified Ryback. Like that's all he was. He was that fucking catchphrase. It was all about him feed me more. His fucking Titantron video was a fucking meat trap or a bear trap eating, like mimicking eating. You know, it's it's so it's all it's all about that catchphrase. Like, I mean, that's all it was. Um, his entire and and once that catchphrase kind of like, you know, got old, which it was eventually inevitably going to be. Um, that's it. Like, he's done. Like, and he didn't do enough to in- spark anyone's interest. How he was booked didn't do any favors. He's not good in the ring at all. Um, I mean, yeah. I would say Goldberg's better than Ryback in the ring. <laughs> Well, once oh. again, wh- wh- where is a good match? There was a guy on Pulse who was talking about Ryback, and, and a couple people asked him, like Cynical Bastard and a few others, is like, can you name this good match, please? Like, one. Give me one good Ryback match. It's like Barrett. Same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I get being behind a character, but there's some, maybe my favorite thing that Mick Foley has ever said is, it will always, by definition of this show, Unless they decide to do away with matches somehow, it will always accumulate in a match. So unless you can at least have something passable, then you're never going to be, you know, like people talk about The Rock and and Austin not being great workers. They at very least were average. Like that doesn't mean they were the most technical or anything like that. But like Ryback wasn't even a great brawler. No, like he, he hurt. He hurt people. He, you know, he, he, one of the discussions I got caught in on Pulse was about WWE pulling out the rug from under him. You you just made a great point. The music, the catchphrase, the packaging. I think he was positioned pretty well from his reintroduction as Ryback all the way through his punk thing. Yeah. Um, And I think the way he came out, and this goes back to a really interesting conversation that Joel was having around the time that Ryback debuted about monster builds. Mm-hmm. And I pretty much 100% agree with him on his feelings on monster builds. Yeah, definitely. Um, but it, it allows them to hide Ry- a guy like Ryback's weaknesses. Mm-hmm. Um, but then as soon as he got into the punk thing, and this is what I think these people, the ones that call Kevin Owens fat and slow, even though... If the dude you, has like I, the the same people who do, who drag Kevin Owens are uh, are are the the Ryback supporters. I mean, it just well, it but make Kevin any Owens sense. is faster than you're absolutely right, and Kevin Owens is faster than Ryback. 
and has a like, million more moves, like, and knows how to use them and when to use them to put on a if, psychologically driven match. And if you look at the quote unquote fat guy in a match with the quote unquote skinny muscleless guy, mm-hmm. it got the best reaction of any match on the last pay per view, except for Styles and Reigns, and that was a completely different kind of reaction. But so I thought WWE packaged Ryback very well. They shot him straight to the top in a feud mm-hmm. with Punk, mm-hmm. and then people actually got a chance to see some of his matches. And people say, well, he was way over and they shot him down the card because of Cena and Rock. Well, okay, probably. That's not totally unfair. Um, But he also lost his overness during the punk thing because people were still behind punk. And not only that, but like he, you know, it gave him a chance. I I have no sympathy for Ryback because he got a bigger break than most people do. Hell yeah. When he was given that break, he was, his his in-ring work, which he obviously had no intention of working on. Um, no. Showed. And like the, his, his lack of in-ring work, I should say. And he suffered for it. Now, mm-hmm. maybe that's uh, WWE's emphasis. Maybe they told him, hey, don't worry about this. Worry about this. Um, but Hey, in sure, all, for sure. And, but in all honesty, like I think personally, there are enough people in WWE um, that would tell him otherwise. And he just yeah. chose to listen to the wrong advice at that point. Yeah. So like it, it just like it's it's not upsetting to me that he was let go or he's going to be let go. I mean, I'm I'm sure he's going to be. Um, and well, this isn't going to do him any favors. No, and you know, hopefully he will be gone, and you know, we can focus on like big guys who actually have talent, like um, Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens is a big guy, and he has talent. Um, Hell, even fucking Baron Corbin, to some extent, he's improved. And, like, you can tell that he has some potential in him. Uh, Apollo Yeah, Cruz, I, I don't really like Baron Corbin, but as opposed yeah. to fucking Ryback? Yeah, I mean, like, um, and, and, like, Apollo Crews, and, like, it just, it just doesn't make any sense to keep somebody like Ryback on the roster. At all. Yeah, no, I, I, could not, I could not be more with you on that. And, you know, these people that point out that WWE pulled the rug out from under him, he was... He, he was negative over by that point anyway. And then, mm-hmm. unless I'm mistaken, he got put into a feud with Cena again. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. and, uh, and people were behind him for that because he was against John Cena. But he just, he couldn't maintain it. No. And there was just no, I, I, I really challenge this notion that Ryback is, has been over or is still over. Well, he was over, but it wasn't because of him. It was because of his catchphrase. He well, but at the, at, at the end, I mean. Oh, no, he was never over. I mean, like, that's how you know, like, if it, if you're over because of, uh, I guess, shallow catchphrases or, or packaging, or if you actually have some some type of substance, you know? Right, um, yeah. I mean, that's, that that really, like, all right, this is, this is a perfect example, but Sami Zayn, by no... By no regard should he be over. He's yeah. he's skinny, and not only that, but he's a fucking ska head. People hate <laughs> ska heads. I yep. fucking hate ska heads. I mean, yep. it's, it's it just. But, but <laughs> he's over. Like anytime his music hits, I'm like, all right, I'll be a ska fan for about a minute or two while yep. this motherfucker comes into the ring because he has substance behind him. You can 100%. give him the shittiest fucking gimmick, and he's still gonna be over. You know what yep. I mean? It's just. Um, it, it, it just it, the uh, people who are, are are upset that Ryback is gone. Honestly, like I, I'm I'm gonna be really upfront about this. Um, when when Cena was being pushed at at, at his highest, 
Um, I was critical of WWE, very, very critical, especially yeah. of the main event scene. Um, and when I said this, um, I kept being critical because there was really, really nothing except for like maybe one or two wrestlers to get behind. Um, and people like Joel, um, Joel, not people like Joel, but Joel and some other, uh, some other people, um, would would kind of you know criticize and say you know well you're you're just being down on the whole product. And I would say, well, no. And then he's like, you know, oh, there's a huge fan base. There's a huge part of the fan base that will just drag WWE no matter what they do. And I would say, well, that's fucking ridiculous. That doesn't make any yeah. sense. I, if if they would put out quality content, then uh, then they wouldn't get dragged as much. And yeah. now we have like an incredible roster. Yes, Roman Reigns is being booked way way more than he like way way higher than he should be, and he's being yeah. booked horribly. But the pay-per-views are stellar, pretty much. I mean, minus yeah. even WrestleMania to some extent was incredible. You know what I mean? There's yep. some good matches. Uh, every pay-per-view that I'm that I've seen so far has had like, as far as a good match to bad match ratio, there are always some like. There's always a reason to watch the pay-per-view. And and, and oh yeah, more, as opposed, to, especially as opposed to like four or five years ago. Yeah, like I, I you'll at least get like a couple of four-star matches out of each pay-per-view, which yeah was unheard of before. And, oh, absolutely! And now people are complaining about the product, but they're complaining about the fucking the the athletes that are putting on the four star matches, like yeah. they're, as if they're blaming them for Roman Reigns and maybe even John Cena having a prevalent stance in in the uh, in the company. And and I have to kind of concede to what Joel and, and a few others were saying is that there are some fans. There's 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 a there's a section of fans that will hate the the product. No matter how much it improves or doesn't improve, they're just going to stay uh, disliking the product. Yeah, I don't know. You, you, there, there is probably something to that, and you know, I guess to, to to anyone who is actually like that, I would just say, well, why watch? You know, I, I know it's not always as simple as that because it will never be a perfect show. No. It, it, it's not possible, but. You know, it's like you said, like, I, I look at it in the ter in terms of the last little while. This mm -hmm. may actually be my favorite time ever in WWE, yeah. like this, this, this most recent time. And I never thought I would say that. I only even got into this whole circle of writing and all that because I was writing humor articles about it because it was so bad. Yeah. I was a fan when I grew up and then, you know... TNA was a bright spot and Ring of Honor was a bright spot for a little while that gave me some hope. But did I ever think I'd be interested in WWE as like a full product again? Hell no. No. Like, so. Let me ask you something. I, um, did you, not to cut you off, but like, did you yeah. enjoy this, the, the main event from the last pay-per-view with AJ and uh, Roman? Did you enjoy that, that main event? Yes. Did you think that Roman did well in that match? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I think... It was a bit of an overbooked match. Hmm. I, I thought it was as good. I don't know. I, I thought he did all right. You? Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, even this Roman Reigns match, yes, he's still being booked really horribly. But yeah. the match was good. Yeah. I, I, I thought I, I thought Roman absolutely pulled his weight. And it is as much as anybody can against a guy like AJ Styles. Yeah. And like that's the thing, like it's it's you. I mean, we can complain about Roman, um, you know, being booked horribly, which we, we he definitely is. And, yeah, he and is. the fact that he's being pushed like Cena is. But Roman Reigns is a better wrestler than John Cena any day of the week. 
Well, and it's almost like now that's almost the saddest thing about the conversation about Roman now is that that's almost being forgotten. Yeah. Is that it, it is being forgotten that exactly how good he is. And people are, I, I feel like a lot of people aren't giving credit where credit is due. Now is Reigns able to necessarily keep up with your Rollins, your AJs, your Owens, your whoever? Mm. No, probably not, but he can absolutely hold his own. I think, so if you look at the guys that have been like the guy or whatever in WWE for the past little while, mm-hmm. God, I, yeah, I know, I know I had to, I choked, I, I choked it down. Um, if you look at it, I think he is probably, well, not probably, he's definitely a better worker than John Cena. Mm-hmm. He's, I think he's a better worker than the rock. You think like, Reigns is a better worker than the rock? Just in the ring, purely in the ring, especially yeah. rec- especially recent rock. Oh, yes. recent, yeah, definitely, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm ta- I'm, I'm talking pure ring work here. Okay, gotcha. Um, I think he's better than Orton. Oh, yeah. I think he's better than Batista. Definitely. I think he's. I don't think he's better than Austin. Um, but there's also a, a mix there of Austin before he got hurt and Austin after he got hurt. Yeah. I think he's probably on par with Austin after he got hurt. Yeah, which is I will still definitely pretty, pretty decent. I'll definitely better than that. better than Hogan. Oh, <laughs> and not as good. Yeah, that's not. I know it's not even a competition. Yeah, um, and probably not as good as Sean or Brett. Yeah, well, I mean, but that's a high ass bar to set, Sean and Brett. That is a high bar. Yeah, as like, far as guys who have been like the guy, I think Sean and Brett are probably the two top. That doesn't mean it was the best time. No, but, but it they definitely. Were the- they were, they yeah. were the two best in-ring guys um, as far as top yeah. guys go. And Reigns, uh, Reigns is fine. I mean, like, he's he, – let's, let's, let's be real. Reigns' biggest problem is his booking, and it's hurting him more than anyone else. Absolutely. Um, and, and it's hurting his potential. And he has potential. I feel like if they booked him differently, maybe he – maybe he um, – I mean, he would definitely be far more over, whether as a heel or a face, but he would definitely be over. But the nice yep. thing is, like, he definitely did have a good match with AJ Styles. Yes. Um, although I know it's hard to have a bad match with AJ Styles, but it he, is. Roman definitely pulled his weight. He wasn't just a sitting duck. Nope. Um, you could see that he has potential, and the more he works with people like AJ Styles, whether it be in the main event, the mid card, whoever, he will get better. Um, yeah. And that's great. Like if Roman Reigns is going to be the worst in the roster, then I think the roster is going to be pretty good. Like the, the roster is in great shape. Um, yep, I agree. So people who would complain about the roster now and everything right now, the booking is shit, yes, but like the fact that you are getting like stellar matches, um, pay-per-view after pay-per-view after pay-per-view, is something that we haven't seen. Like it's like it's sh- it was an anomaly five years yeah. ago, and now it's t- like a consistent thing. I think we're we have a great product now. I think that. I 100% understand the Roman comparison to John Cena mm-hmm. in terms of booking. And I think that's why people jump to the conclusion. I, and I 100% understand it, but there also has to be some quality. There has to be some quality consideration there given to uh, the work that he actually is putting in. I mean, people talked about Cena improving. Mm-hmm. And it's not that there was like net, no improvement, but the improvement was so minuscule that it almost wasn't noticeable. And over time, I still say there was very little, you know, Roman, I hope that they fix the booking if for no other reason, so that Roman does get the credit that he deserves. Cause I think he actually is. Yeah. 
mm-hmm. a fairly good like a, a, a fairly good wrestler because nobody had these complaints about Roman Reigns when he was being booked well like he was with the Shield that 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 ma- uh, the Royal Rumble where Batista won and Roman was the last guy I believe in the ring with him mm-hmm. um, nobody was complaining about Roman's work then yeah that's true and he could because he was being booked well yeah that Roman is still there. He, yeah, exactly. he's still he's he's not any worse than he was then. It's just that his booking has gotten worse. So uh, yeah. I th- I'm glad you brought that up because you know in the continuing Roman Reigns discussion, which may never end the way it's going, um, it is good to point like it, it is good to point out. You know, Roman is not he's just not over in the way that they want. But I think there's a better way. I don't think that's the end of the world because I think there's a better way to package Roman, which is better than what they're trying. I just don't know if they realize it. At least, yeah. I don't think that's going to change at this next pay-per-view that's coming up here. No, I doubt it. I mean, unless, like, obviously they're going to put, um, they're going to pull the Balor Club thing pretty soon. Um, unless, like, that, I, that's that's the obvious uh, trigger to pull. Uh, no pun intended. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but um, I don't know. Like, I guess the only other thing that Roman really has left after working with AJ Styles, I think Rollins is set to come back pretty soon. And yeah. that would be a, an incredibly interesting feud. I know, I know the matches will at least be um, like decent. They'll probably be good matches. So good yeah. or great. I mean, I know obviously those two have been on the road together for God knows how long. They've been tag team champs before, so I can only imagine their chemistry, just their learned chemistry alone, um, would pull out some better matches out of Roman than um, like he'd get. If you were like, fight, I don't know, wrestling John Cena or something, um, so it'll, it'll be yeah. interesting to see. Well, and Dean and Dean has always been very good at pulling decent matches out of Roman. Dean's always been very good with Roman that way. Yeah. Um, and Dean Ambrose isn't necessarily the style of good worker that an AJ is. Like, I, that's the other thing about Roman. I think he's more diverse. I think he can have decent matches with different types of wrestlers. You know what I mean? With John Cena, definitely could not. Do John Cena needed a specific kind of wrestler to carry him to a good match? Um, yeah, uh, I mean, you, you you touched on this last pay per view before we get to the next one. Um, one thought I had watching that pay per view mm-hmm. was watching Zayn and Owens. Um, now, because I'm not a regular viewer of Raw, um, I c- could not specifically point to exactly why. Uh, Owens and Zayn were fighting. Um, the video package set it up very nicely. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was a great video package, but it didn't necessarily matter. Number one, like I talked about, there there's a giant fat dude, or what people consider fat, and a skinny little dude in WWE traditional WWE universe terms from five years ago. This match would probably not make it on a card, any card. Um, and here, because it was so, it had, it had the intensity, it had a storytelling aspect to the match I found anyway, Mm -hmm. um, and just generally great work. It got the reaction of the night aside, like we said, from AJ and Roman. Yeah. And I thought that, that, uh, that was, that, that's going to be a match of the year candidate for me, that Zane Owens match. Um, I, I loved everything about it. What were your thoughts on that one? Um, I know it's not everything they can do. Well, you mean what Zayn and Owens? 
Yeah, it's not um, the, the height of their potential. No. But it, it certainly was good, though. I mean, it was a match of the night. Yeah. Um, by far. Yeah. Um, and that's saying something because the, there were a, a, a handful of really good matches um, on the pay-per-view. Um, yeah. So it's... Uh, I mean, you know, it's not over. Um, I doubt it will be. I think no. what we're going to see from these two is uh, a lot of what we saw in Sean and Jericho um, yeah. back in 2005 where, like, this feud will carry them into uh, the main event. Um, yeah. It will go in. Like, I can't, I can't see anyone besides Kevin Owens winning the Money in the Bank this year except for Sami Zayn. So yeah. like, I can just see that, like... Kind of like how Ambrose and Rollins had it a couple of years ago. Yep. Um, yeah, that was fun. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was just it. It was. Um, I think we'll see that out of these two, and it'll be a lot of fun to watch. Um, you know, it's interesting because I always say this, and I think that Owens and and Zayn kind of lucked out by having this. But like, you can have the best wrestler in the world. Um, but if you don't have a good feud, it's still not going to really call for interesting television, or you know what I mean. Like you can have yeah. good matches, but like in order for like for a program to have some gravitas to it, the conflict has to be pretty. Uh, you know, it has to be it has to be good. Um, and Zayn and Owens, I mean, they they have it. Like I think if like we've been waiting for Owens to get that huge push, if anything's going to get him to the main event right now. It's gonna be Sami Zayn, like yeah. the two of them are just and and it, it's upsetting that like I know we've seen it with Rollins and Ambrose like off and on, but like the fact that they haven't really pushed that feud to the depths that it could go to um, is a little disappointing. Um, but hopefully yeah. they won't. They hopefully they'll do it with Owens and Zayn because geez, I mean if that's like what they can pull off with minimum effort. Like, I'm really excited to see what they can do when they go all out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I can't say enough good things about the match and just the feud in general. Um, I think it's great that the feud move had a natural progression through NXT and now on Raw. I don't know if we've ever seen that before. Um, not on not as emphasized as it has been anyway, you know, about the, the feud actually spans one guy, you know, both of their call-ups to the main roster. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not this transi- transition to the main roster that's a completely different character, or it's this character, but they act like we've never seen him before, or they just mess- mention in passing that he's an NXT guy. Yeah. Um, so I really like that aspect of it. And like, I, you know, like I, the, the, the work itself, I, I, I don't know why I'm surprised I watched them in ROH. Mm-hmm. Um, and absolutely as good as it was. You know what I've actually, um, what, what I've enjoyed recently, um, is, uh, the fact that they just kind of put wrestlers in and just be like, and, and we'll just go, Oh look, here they are. Like the bullet club when they showed up, like there were, yeah. there really wasn't any like real buildup. They just showed up and they kind of let them wrestle. I think it's actually amazing because it's kind of, it doesn't insult uh, wrestling fans, intelligence, even those who aren't necessarily familiar with them. Will yeah. uh, it kind of, it kind of uh, cultivates a uh, interaction between wrestling fans, which, um, obviously will do nothing but help uh, fan bases grow. 
Um, and the nice yeah. thing about that is it's uh, it's very similar to I, I mean obviously you haven't seen this film yet, um, but you're you're getting there because I, uh, you've watched Winter <laughs> Soldier and yeah. you know, you'll be. Uh, you'll be uh, watching the Marvel films uh, for the listeners. Yep. I've I've gotten um, since I've gotten into Game of Thrones recently. Um, Blair is uh, doing his part and also um, watching watching some superhero movies. Well, the Marvel movies. Marvel. I'm not, movies. I'm not gonna have him sit through Batman versus Superman because good lord. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but um, I'm I'm trying to get him to watch the uh, the build up to Civil War. Uh, so like maybe three movies and then uh, the Civil War film eventually. Um, yeah. But in that film, like, you know, they introduced Spider-Man without going into this whole like, oh, he was bitten by a radioactive spider. Or, uh, his Uncle Ben died or anything like that. They introduced yeah. Black Panther. They introduced all these other characters by just introducing them. You know, yeah. it wasn't it, I like it without an introduction. Like they just kind of have him like and it wasn't jarring. It never yeah. seemed jarring. And, and it's very similar to how like, you know, wrestlers from NXT, wrestlers who go into NXT like uh um, fucking Eric Young, even when he showed up, or, or like yeah. Shinsuke Nakamura, or any any of these guys who are coming in out from outside promotions, um, they just put them in there. Like, there's no real yeah. like, oh, by the way, this guy, he's like this, or they don't give him a new gimmick or anything like that. They just put him in there, make they uh, they speak they speak about them as if like who the fans that they're speaking to, who most of them have um, followed their careers, like. So there's really no need to go in, into an in-depth introduction because they'll introduce themselves in the ring. Yeah, um, exactly. So like that—that's actually I—I—I I, I feel like that's a really cool. Um, it's a good development. Yeah, I think that's a really that's that's I, I, people will say that's a nuanced uh, thing, but I think it's probably um, the best interaction that WWE has had with fans as far as far as with their product than yeah. any other bullshit that they've done with like any type of social media or campaigns or anything like that like that that the way this little change has done more for them than any of that well and it's probably cost them next to nothing to do no that's the other thing like <laughs> like why they didn't do it sooner you know um and there's still other good wrestlers out there to get you know like they will need more talent going down the road. If they continue along the path that they're on, there's going to be nothing but more of that. You know, I really, I, I really don't see a downside. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the other, um, there was another thing from the pay-per-view that I wanted to comment on. Um, I thought Charlotte and Natalia was an all right match. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't great. Uh, I thought that they could have done better. Charlotte and Natalia are the ones I always heard about back when NXT first started to become the show that it is now. Mm-hmm. Um, about them having really good matches. Do you remember this? Well, they've had some really good matches, but I mean, like again, like they've had they they had five star matches in comparison to um, the the Divas division back then. Um, now, if you compare it to the stuff now, I mean, they're three and a half, and and that's yeah. fine. That's good. That that's fun to watch. You know. Um, yeah. but like when in a time where you have like Bailey and Sasha uh, yeah. wrestling each other, when you have like even the Becky Lynch and Emma matches, have been actually a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, um, I heard good things about those. Yeah, and like stuff like that, and Asuka, obviously, and in, in the NXT division, like if you know, 
So you think it would be it, it's more attributed to diminished expectations from that period yeah. where those matches took place. Yeah, and I yeah. can totally see that. I mean, yeah. we all know what the Divas division was like back then. They were competing for airtime with Kelly Kelly probably. Yeah. But um, yeah, okay. Well, that's interesting. Um, this upcoming pay-per-view. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, actually, you know what? Let me just ask you a question in general here. Mm-hmm. Are they burying the Bullet Club? I've seen that a lot recently. They're not burying them. Um, in fact, they're in a main event feud with AJ Styles, so I don't know how that's burying them. If anything, they're kind of keeping them like as as a uh, as background, just like the Usos between AJ Styles and Roman Reigns, and that's fine because when again, when the Bullet Club eventually turn on AJ and and Finn Balor comes in and they become the Balor Club, it'll make sense. You know, it'll kind of hit you a little bit more, and and yeah. that's fine. Like I don't have an issue with how they're being booked at all. If they were being buried, I would have an issue, but they're not. So you can't expect like everybody to pop all at the same time. Sometimes there has to be a build. So, yeah, yeah, that's just my opinion. well. I, I, I yeah, I, that doesn't mean I wouldn't like book it differently or would like to have seen it done differently because I would have, but that doesn't mean I think they're burying them either. Yeah. Um, so I just wanted to get your thoughts on that. So this upcoming Extreme Rules match because it is an Extreme Rules match, the six man, right? Yeah. I think that that has the potential to be a really good match. Oh, it's going to be a fantastic match. I'm looking. Yeah, forward. booking booking aside, because yeah. we all know what the booking's probably going to be. Yeah, um, I am definitely looking forward to it. I think I have some hope that they might give Styles a win here. There's no titles involved. Well, I know. I, I thought there was a title involved. Was there not? Was the title involved? Yeah, yeah there, there, it's it's a one on one match. I thought it was a six man. Wow, I'm out of it. What's uh, Extreme Rules? Mm-hmm. We'll see about this. Extreme Rules 2016. Well, for shit's sake. Yeah, okay. I there goes my there goes my <laughs> hope that there goes my hope that AJ will get a win. I thought it was AJ and the Bullet Club against uh, Roman and the Usos. Oh no, that was on Raw. Yeah, yeah. That's that's my problem. Yeah. Wow, no, I'm fine. a good wrestling. It'll still it'll still be good. I mean, it's still going to be a really good match. I have faith in AJ Styles, and I have faith Roman Reigns can pull his weight. Yeah. Especially if it's an extreme rules match. I mean, yeah. And the fact that they're emphasizing it, and it seems like they actually have a grudge against each other. So, um, yeah. That's fine. I mean, what do you? What are your thoughts? You still still a good match? This is not a six man. No, absolutely. Uh, and Roman and AJ was a good match last time. And making an extreme rules match is going to make it better, not worse. Um, I think. Uh, like I said, the, the the booking is my only problem with it, but that doesn't mean it's not a fun match to watch. Yeah. Um, so the I think. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I think letting the last five seconds of a pay-per-view ruin the whole thing for you is, is still something I've never really gotten. It doesn't mean it can't leave a bad taste in your mouth, but yeah. that doesn't, you know, to, to let it ruin the whole thing. Um, yeah, I, I, my, my thoughts about this are pretty much the exact same. Your way out of your Roman problem is just to have AJ beat the shit out of him and win. Yeah. Like, that's what you do. They won't do it, but, you know, whatever. Um, AJ or, Styles is main eventing a WWE pay per view for the world title. Yeah, or I mean, I, have Roman Reigns go full heel, but you know they're not doing yes. that either. Yeah, that 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 you know, it's really hard to find too much to complain about when you got AJ Styles up there. You know, yeah, especially um, in a main event match in WWE. It's yeah, yeah. I mean, it, we're, we're only four months into AJ's WWE career, exactly, and he had a main and he had a main event of three months. Yeah, he's eventually going to so, win that title. I mean, like I feel yeah. like this is this is an inevitability at this point. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it might not be from Roman, but he'll he'll get that title pretty, pretty yeah. shortly. Um, 
Well, there, there's a New Day and Vaude Villains match for the tag titles. Do you think That's they're going to lose that? Do you think the New Day are finally going to lose the titles? I don't know. I feel like they're probably not. I, I, when it comes to the Open, I'm definitely picking New Day mm-hmm. because I don't think they're going to let New Day lose the titles or disband without the chance for them to at least interact with Enzo and Big Cass. Yeah, see, I think that's actually the that was the original plan. I think so too. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I think I think, I think that, that might... the I, I have a feeling, and this is why I voted the way I did in the last open. I thought that the I picked the Vaudevillians to win last mm-hmm. time mm-hmm. to fight New Day because I thought in the meantime you would have Enzo and Cass fight the Dudleys. I thought the Dudleys were going to come in and screw yeah. Enzo and Cass somehow, and then you so. Now that's out the window, I guess, but for a bit anyway. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I'm definitely picking New Day here. I like the Vaudevillians a lot. Yeah, I do um, too. They're great in the ring. They're fantastic yeah. in the ring. Mm-hmm. Um, Charlotte and Natalia in a submission match with Ric Flair banned from ringside. Well, that's a positive development. But uh, yeah, I mean, I who am I going to pick on that one? Yeah. I don't see Charlotte losing to Natalia. No, I think Charlotte's going to keep the belt until SummerSlam and she's going to lose it to Sasha. Yeah, I think so too. I think uh, Sasha or Bailey will be her next thing, and mm-hmm. whichever one of them gets there first, I feel like they've got the best chance to yeah. to beat Charlotte. I think they want Charlotte to have a long reign. I'm not necessarily against that. No, not Charlotte's not my favorite, but she's definitely better than I think most people give her credit for. I'd say she's probably the best heel in the uh, women's division. Yes, I mean, so she's yeah, definitely she's the fantastic. Best um, yeah, Kalisto versus Rusev for the U.S. title. I kind of can't believe they haven't taken the belt off of Rusev yet. And that doesn't mean I, or, uh, sorry, off of Kalisto. Uh-huh. Um, and that doesn't mean I want them to, but right. every time, yeah. because it's WWE, I still don't have it beaten out of my head yet that if Ryback's not getting, if Ryback's getting in the ring with Kalisto, that I thought for sure Ryback was going to win. Yeah. Like both, every single time it happened. <laughs> and I'm extremely pleased that he hasn't. And yeah. I really like Kalisto. So I hope for Callisto, mm-hmm. and I'm going to hope that they continue along with the logic, uh, the same logic with Rusev that they use with Ryback, that Callisto will just win the match. Yeah, same here. Um, um, the, the only other match, uh, well, there are two. I think there's, no, no, there's only one other match mentioned or listed so, so far. far. It's yeah. So far, yeah. It's uh, the Fatal 4-Way for the IC title, which includes The Miz, Kevin Owens, Cesaro, and Zayn. I don't know why the Miz is still mucking that thing up. I mean, the, the, <laughs> wa- watching watching Owen, Cesaro, and Zayn go back and forth has been so much fun. Oh yeah, um, definitely. I, I I have what a great. There's just nothing bad to say about it. Mm-hmm. Um, the Miz is the Miz is looking way better than he actually is purely because there's three people to balance out his lack of wrestling ability as opposed mm-hmm. to just one person. <laughs> but uh, like that's a lot of weight for one person to carry. But uh, yeah, I mean. The only way to improve would be to get Miz out of the way, which ho- hopefully happens here. Yeah, I, I was thinking Miz would definitely lose to Cesaro because mm-hmm. Cesaro was just returning, and it seemed like a good way to give Cesaro a long run with that belt. Yeah. Um, he didn't lose. I don't know. This is gonna. Be, I, I I don't know who I'm picking to win this one yet. I think Cesaro is gonna win this. I because I think I think Miz could win. Well, the Miz is my second pick, but I think Cesaro is gonna win this um, because I think they're. I hope that they capitalize on his heat right now. Um, yeah. People love the hell out of him, especially that James Bond entrance. Oh, fantastic. Mm-hmm. He's always been incredible in the ring. I, f- I think yep. they finally found a gimmick that works for his charisma. Yeah. Um, 
you know, he doesn't over milk it. So that's a good thing. He just, he relies like heavily on his, uh, in ring work. Yeah. Um, but you know, that, that's good. Um, if they don't capitalize on it now, I don't know what else they can do. Like, I feel like this would be another wasted year for like the unlimited <laughs> potential of Cesaro. And I think Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are just destined to fight each other in the main event. Um, so I, I feel like Kevin Owens is, or, I mean, they're, they're going to focus on uh, the money in the bank, which is, I think, coming up next month. Yes, I think so. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a May, that's a May, June pay-per-view. Yeah, it's June. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I, I think you're right. Um, I mean, the faster they get the Miz out of there, the thing that makes me think is that they're not done with the Miz in this role yet is fucking Maurice. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, they're paying her. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe it's maybe now if they've got her on that, whatever that stupid show is now that they've mm-hmm. effectively explained her presence and now they can just be done with the Miz yet again. Um, <laughs> God only knows how he hangs on speaking of releases, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm Cesaro is my hope. Uh, I'll probably make a game day decision on that one. <laughs> uh, yeah. as far as my pick goes, <laughs> I expect we'll see Ambrose Jericho again. Yep. Um, going with Ambrose again. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't make any sense for Jericho to win anything right now. No, he's on his way. Or, out. yeah. Or to be present in any way, yeah. shape or form. Well, um, is there anything else worth talking about? Uh, did, did you see this evolve thing that happened? I haven't. No. So, um, apparently WWE NXT is working with evolve. I've seen that. I've not, apparently they have been for a while. Mm -hmm. Um, the guy running evolve is that Gabe guy that used to run ROH. Yeah. So they, you know, they've gotten a lot of talent out of evolve. Um, they've apparently opened the doors for a lot of guys to do WWE stuff, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, and what happened was, Apparently, there's some guys in Evolve. I'm not familiar with the Evolve roster, but there's some guys from the Evolve roster who came up, um, who are who are like about to get called up or rumored to be called up at some point soon. Um, and one of them was fighting Drew Galloway, TNA's mm-hmm. Drew Galloway, also in Evolve. Mm-hmm. Um, and EC3 came along, mm-hmm. and Drew and EC3 beat these Evolve guys down. Mm-hmm. and cut this promo about how NXT isn't the only place to go. Oh, wow. So they're they're running an interpromotional thing in the middle of Evolve. Uh-huh. Um, EC3 basically said, oh, you want to go up there and you want to be good little soldiers. And he's like, he's like, he's like, I come, he's like, I go to events and people tell me I blew it in NXT, but no, it's the King of Kings that blew it, which is just like, Jesus Christ, dude. Um and anyway, they so they're kind of like tripling down on that. Um, mm-hmm. Remains to be seen if TNA knows or cares or whatever about their involvement in this angle. But uh, it's interesting because it's not a totally unfair point to make um, mm-hmm. that there are other places you can make it like Japan. I think AJ Styles is a good example of that. AJ Styles would have absolutely been a wrestling success even if he hadn't gone to NXT. That's true. Um, but... But EC3 also said a lot of crazy stuff. Like he took the mic and he's like, oh, you guys want to go around and do your flips and your false finishes? And he just has the microphone and he's like, this is how you create box office. And that's where it kind of falls apart for me. Mm-hmm. Like the idea of the angle is pretty cool. I think you'd probably agree. 
Um, but you've got EC3 and Drew Galloway out there. Um, Galloway is kind of in Sandow territory for me where he's not the first guy I'd cut, mm-hmm. but he's definitely in the wheelhouse of guys to be cut. I think he's way over, he's always way overrated. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, you know, just grab him like, this is how you create box office, not slips and false finishes and stuff like that. Um, and that's where it all falls apart for me because that's what TNA lacks is decent wrestling, which is exactly what they used to have when we were talking about it earlier, when yep. Christian, you know, back in the era that Christian went with all the guys that were there. Um, and if that were creating box office, TNA would not be in the shape that it's in. Exactly. <laughs> and it also highlights, Oh, no flips, cool moves and false finishes. Yeah, he's right. You're not at. You're really not going to get any of that in TNA right now. <laughs> like, so it's almost a weird self-defeating. Like, in their effort to create a somewhat unique interpromotional thing mm-hmm. that can be this meeting point for TNA and WWE on neutral ground and evolve, mm-hmm. um, they sent EC3 and Drew Galloway to do it. Well, I mean, <laughs> the decision is good, very strange. Another another example, and and TNA um, again has had a history of this. Of uh, good ideas, poor execution. Yeah. You know, what are you going to do? Yeah. No, you're 100% right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that, that that happened. That's kind of interesting. Is there anything else? Not that I can think of. Bret Hart still gets on his computer every day. and That's fun to... Fun to... <laughs> that, that's such a weird... It's so strange. So, I don't understand what... Yeah, it's so strange. I don't understand it. Um, yeah, is there anything else? I don't think there really is. No. I mean, we. Um, it's been an, a pretty uneventful, maybe for for the better, um, past couple yeah. of weeks outside of the firing. So, I think that's yeah. About it. I, mean, um, I think the Wyatts aren't doing anything. No, but I think when they come back, it'll be good. I think they're. I think uh, Bray's just healing from from uh, back healing thing. his back. Yeah, which is pretty serious. So. I mean, yeah. like any any back situation is always serious. So the the more he heals up, I'm sure it's necessary. Yeah, um, I think the only other thing we should touch on is the trashy ring attire open. Yep. Um, as expected, um, we don't. The, the rankings are all still very close. There's only been one pay per view. The matches being worth different numbers of points has definitely helped us spread it up, spread mm-hmm. us out. But uh, congratulations to our three people tied for first place with 11 points. Classy ring attire, Chris Sanders. Mm-hmm. Yappa podcast, our buddy, uh, Bad Rye. Yep. And Michael Crow from Inside Pulse. So congratulations to you guys. Definitely. Tied um, for second place. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, and congratulations to Yappa for winning the, um, yes. the payback uh, WWE $25 gift card, uh, which is on its way to uh, him right now. Yeah. So. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, and, oh, I lost it. Where'd it go? Third place. Or, or, sorry, tied for second place. We have the boss of Inside Pulse, Widrow, mm-hmm. Sebastian Howard, Inside Pulse writer, and commenter Mecca Rabbi. Congratulations to you guys. Mm-hmm. Third place is myself, Joel from Classy, Inside Pulse's David Spain, Inside Pulse's James Sawyer, and somebody named Shem. And those are everybody that's in the first few places. Everybody else is kind of spread between eight and four points. Mm-hmm. Um, CB tied for last place with four points. He made some oh. bad choices. Oh, plenty of time to catch up, though. Yep. Yeah, uh, Q, your wife is beating you. Yeah, I um, saw that. That's, that's interesting. A, <laughs> she was actually very proud of that, and, and well, reminded so. me of it uh, constantly. So 
Good. Fantastic. <laughs> um, so everybody make sure. So yeah, congratulations. Uh, first event down, 11 to go. It's going to be fun. Make mm -hmm. sure you guys put your uh, picks in before Extreme Rules. Uh, I'll make sure that I actually learn the card before I post that. <laughs> and uh, I think that might be it, buddy. Yep, I think uh, I think that's it for this show. Sweet. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. You can follow us on Twitter at TR Attire. Check us out on iTunes. Just search for Trashy Ring Attire. It's the fastest way to get the episodes. You can follow myself on Twitter at BDCRA. I had to mm -hmm. think about that. Uh, you can follow my friend Q here at Jonah Q, K-U-E. Check mm -hmm. us out on Inside Pulse Wrestling. Uh, uh, leave us a comment. We'd love to hear from you. We'll tackle it on the show. Um, and I think that's about it. Yep, that would be it. Keep it trashy and go fuck yourselves. Keep it trashy and have a beautiful day. Stay in here a long while Cause when we hit it, man, we hit that shit a strong style Hit that shit a strong style